Just before we get started with the show, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which these podcasts were produced and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and the Aboriginal elders who may be listening today. We'd also like to acknowledge those of us with a lived experience of mental illness or suicide and the important role people play in supporting their loved ones and colleagues. Hello there. We've all been through a time of disruption and upheaval to our work and our working lives. As we move forward, it's important to be aware and reflect on what leadership in workplace mental health and wellbeing can be during challenging times. I'm Mark Dean, and welcome to Leading Through Change. On this week's episode, I chat with Nick Moratis, CEO at the Foundation for Young Australians, or FYA. The FYA is an organisation committed to engaging young people in our democracy and have their voices heard. They do this through advocacy, research, programs, grant schemes, resources and more. Prior to his time at the FYA, Nick has held several positions for Amnesty International, GetUp and Greenpeace, as well as being the co-founder and CEO of Make Believe and the Executive Director of the Centre for Australian Progress. In addition to this, Nick has served as Board Director for the Australian Youth Climate Coalition and the Centre for Policy Development. At his current role with the FYA, Nick is at the forefront of an organisation that believes young people are facing unprecedented and intersecting crises, but also possess the skills, insight and ambition to address them and become the leaders of tomorrow. Nick, it's so wonderful to be here having this chat with you today. So great to be here too. Thanks for having me. So Nick, uh, you've been with the Foundation for Young Australians for a fairly short period of time now. Can you tell us a little bit about your background briefly and, and what led you to your current role? Well, I think firstly, the most important thing to say is that I've actually never really met my colleagues. So I joined uh, the organisation in the first week of remote working. So. I have basically had all my interactions with the team over Zoom or over Slack, which is just an extraordinarily different way of being introduced to an organization as a leader. And and I guess I've worked in a, in a range of nonprofit contexts, um, big organizations like Amnesty and Greenpeace, smaller, scrappier startup NGOs doing consulting, but certainly working with young people and backing them to create change and helping young people tap into their inspirational leadership and capability to be part of our society has been core to my story and to what I, I'm passionate about. So it's just, a, as I said, a real honor to be doing this work at FYA. It's just so wonderful in terms of the reach that you have, Nick, as well, and the passion that you bring to this role, which is really very inspiring, no doubt, for young Australians across the community. I'm really keen to hear a little bit about your experience and perspective in, in working with people and including young people in your, your current role throughout periods of change and uncertainty. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously this year has been one that has been extraordinarily difficult for young people. You know, young people are telling us that their mental health is um, in a dire place in many cases, that they're struggling with the disruption to schooling and to work. You know, I think in many respects this 
reflects and compounds the experience that young people have actually been having over many years, very insecure about their future. It's certainly the burning platform for why I decided to join FYA. We're also an organization that employs a lot of young people and people young at heart. And we're also experiencing many of these same challenges. And in in thinking about how do we develop novel and useful solutions to help young people through these times and connect them with each other and with the community. So it's certainly been a, a very interesting time and important time, I think, to start at the foundation. And yeah, it's a time of change for us as well as we pivot to think about how we deliver our programs in new ways and um, how we work together in a new context and how we develop policies and solutions that help young people face these extraordinary challenges. Nick, you, you have such an incredible passion and a really strong sense of purpose coming through here. Can I just get you to talk a little bit about that sense of purpose and mm. how that manifests in the sort of work that you do, perhaps even how you use that in the ways in which you lead others? Yeah, I think purpose is foundational to any type of of work and leadership and life really in society. So, you know, I think having a sense of purpose, whether it's individually, what's our sense of purpose, whether it's, you know, collectively, what are we trying to achieve together? uh, We have to be clear first and foremost about what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to, how we're going about it. Now, I've always had personally a very clear sense of purpose, which is about, as I said, backing people to create change and that's not about necessarily a form of leadership for me that's about going in the media and speaking out and being very public about advocacy and and change but really about how do we support everyone to be a change maker I think when you're an organization you also have to have a clear sense of what you're about yeah I think we've we've clarified our purpose this year which is to back young people with the you know trust the resources, the skills and connections to create change. And we've also clarified our vision, which is, I think, quite tightly around helping young people have the power to beat injustice and transform the future. These are big words, but they're not just created lightly. They're created with a real sense of what does each word mean? Uh, Let's think about it deeply. Let's make sure we're crisp. Let's make sure we're also uh, not shying away from coming up with something that is bold and understand what we would actually do as a result of having that purpose. There's all wonderful um, illustrations, really, Nick, of, of great leadership. And you mentioned the words bold and trust quite a lot in our conversations too. In terms of your role modeling, you obviously uh, don't necessarily do it consciously, but you've connected so well with your own sense of meaning or purpose in what you do. You're bringing that to other people. Does that help with your own energy levels? And is there anything else that you do? to maintain your own energy, particularly during stressful times? Yeah, I think that um, we have to be externally oriented to engage with others, to bounce ideas off each other, and also to work outside of our the walls of our organisation and to engage in society. Like I think that it's not just for the CEO, it's actually for everyone to be getting out of our own four walls, uh, virtual ones these days, given, given COVID, and be engaging with other partner organizations, with young people in our case, with decision makers and stakeholders. I think that actually purpose is something you shape together with with stakeholders. And so for me, a really uh, energizing thing is actually connecting with others to, to discuss what we're trying to achieve and what our purpose has been. It's actually been one of the most energizing things I've done over the last few months is, is have those conversations with others. 
The passion that Nick brings to not only his role with FYA, but also his vocation is quite inspiring. He is driven by a desire to raise the voices of young people across the country. But in recent times, the FYA has found the programs and engagement they would normally do have needed a rethink. It's probably something many of us are experiencing at this point, this necessity to reimagine the way our organisations interact with others. Perhaps we're also trying to find the silver lining during challenging times of change. Are there any particular growth opportunities or new skills that you think people are able to learn through those sorts of challenges? Well, I, I do think while perhaps this is a difficult time and we're not actively looking for the, the bright spots, we're trying to help people deal with the, the tough times um, predominantly, you know, the COVID working environment has demonstrated that perhaps the idea that we all had to work in an office and spend a long time commuting and live in expensive cities and that we couldn't be flexible around people's family needs and all of those ideas in the workplace have actually been proven to be incorrect on some level. We can actually continue to work remotely very well in, in many respects. Flexible working can be productive. And obviously, it's challenged if kids are, you know, in the home as well and not at school. But some of these these big ideas that have dominated the way in which work has happened are being rightly questioned, I think, at this time. And as FYA, we're definitely thinking about what the workplace of the future looks like, whether we can be, you know, more flexible in how we accommodate parents' needs, whether we accommodate remote working plans, how we come together potentially at retreats rather than just in a physical office on an ongoing basis. These are the, the, the kind of notions of what is possible when it comes to, to flexibility and collaboration are, I think, are being challenged. And I think one thing we are intending to do over the coming weeks is actually create more virtual spaces for people to actually share their ideas about further things we can do just in a simple, you know, open Google spreadsheet. You know, people can just say, I think this would be a good additional idea for how we can adapt our working practices. And then everyone can look at them, evaluate them, and we can kind of tick them off, um, decide whether to do them or not. And I'm just creating more open spaces where we replace the sort of water cooler conversations with with other spaces where we can kind of work through them in a very practical way. I'm a bit of a structured thinker. And so I'm keen to introduce um, both structured approaches, but also ones that are very open to the organization that really tap into people's wisdom and crowdsource solutions. What an incredible opportunity and a gift that you're bringing in bringing people together in that that inclusive way. So Nick, um, do you think this is a, a period during which productivity and communication can actually be enhanced as a result of use of these technologies and having, as you say, these open spaces for people to come in and communicate where it's all captured and ideas are being crowdsourced, as you say. I think one of the biggest opportunities um, that comes out of this difficult time is the opportunity for organisations to break down the walls between themselves and other organisations. Because in a sense, previously we were all in our own offices, but now that our office is the internet, uh, it really makes no difference whether you're having a Zoom with someone in your team versus in another organisation, which I think just dramatically um, enhances the opportunity for inter-organisational collaboration. Um, so I think there's a real opportunity for, particularly in the nonprofit sector, where organisations are in their silos, there's you know healthy competition sometimes, to actually break down some of those false divides and think about how can we collaborate with others more effectively when 
it's just as easy to communicate with people from other organizations. So we've been finding that some of our most exciting projects at FYA have actually been really collaborative with groups like the YMCA. You know, for example, we've done a few projects together that when we would have just done that previously by ourselves. Uh, it's been right. fantastic yes. to tap into uh, the expertise of other organizations, their ideas, join forces, share resources. Such an incredible lens to look at. I was thinking about the incredible opportunities that perhaps inclusion is is uh, possibly going to get better as a result of working in this way. Well, I think that organizations are having to question some of their previous approaches to work that perhaps were not very inclusive, and particularly, for example, for people with accessibility needs. You know, I think that many organizations just rejected the premise of remote work when, in fact, that would suit a lot of people a lot better. I think our organization and others are now thinking, how can we, we actually embrace employees um, who perhaps don't want to or can't work from our office environment for various reasons. But likewise, in terms of our, our work with young people, we can actually engage a much larger community of young people than we ever could before because our footprint was predominantly in Melbourne and Sydney, but now we can work as easily nationally. We just ran an amazing project with um, 100 young people who connected virtually for a meeting with their member of parliament to share their thoughts and experiences of COVID in a Zoom conversation. You know, we could never have physically organised 50 meetings with 100 young people across the country, you know, in a few <laughs> days' time because wow. we, would have had, we would have been expected to fly around the country. Uh, the young people wouldn't have been able to get out of school. Um, but the fact that they could just join a conversation with their local member of parliament virtually, that we could help facilitate that remotely, from Melbourne, you know, there are opportunities that have emerged that perhaps allow more people to engage in ways they couldn't have previously and, and do it more cheaply. So, um, you know, I think that there are new opportunities um, for people to convene, connect and engage and for the nonprofit sector and for the community sector that I'm part of. I mean, I think we re- really have to rethink our obsession with the physical connection uh, and and open up opportunities where appropriate to augment important physical interactions with virtual spaces that you know provide new opportunities much of what makes nick such an effective leader is his humility and natural ability to shift the focus away from himself and onto those around him Nick's vocation is all about elevating the thoughts and ideas of young people and his strength of conviction in lifting up and empowering the next generation of leaders is truly inspiring. In following this path, Nick is a strong advocate for young people's mental health and well-being, and he has some really deep perspectives of the importance of control and the future of Australia. So Nick, we've talked a lot about the, the structured approach that you take and obviously is very helpful for maintaining a sense of balance and overall energy. Keen to hear your thoughts, just zoning out a little bit from that detail, the bigger picture question about uh, what are the big stressors that people of all ages, perhaps if you like some young people are really facing now? And what what do we do about that? Mm, Yeah, absolutely. I think that obviously we're facing a really tough time in Australia and around the world in the context of of COVID and the recession that has resulted from it. But I think um, we need to step back and also think about uh, issues of 
well-being is being linked to our sense of control at a bigger picture level. I mean, I think that young people, for example, um, are chronically disempowered in society, whether they're unable to vote, they're you know, underrepresented or unrepresented in our parliaments, you know, they're unheard really in the media and increasingly facing really tough times being heard and valued in the workplace. I think young people are facing a, a crisis of confidence that they actually are in control of their own futures. And that's, I think, where a lot of the, the stress is coming from. The, the sense that we don't um, have agency and that young people and people at large don't have a, a confidence about uh, their ability to determine their own sense of destiny, so to speak. In reality, the future is what we are creating together. And I think we really need to empower young people, especially to take charge of this situation um, and take charge of their own lives and the way in which we want society to operate. So I think that a lot of my work is really about building a sense of agency. And I think when we turn our minds to thinking, how do we actually get back a sense of control, whether that's in our own lives or you know, over the bigger picture forces that are impacting us, we regain that sense of, of well-being um, at the end of the day. So I think these things are intimately connected, the personal well-being, the societal well-being, our sense of control over our own lives versus the society we live in. So it, it's all connected and we can't disaggregate political voice from personal need. How incredibly inspiring. And Nick, I'm just thinking about uh, in terms of that sense of autonomy and agency that we've all seen eroded in our communities in recent times, and particularly for young people who might be faced with less uh, choices. And as you say, there, there are multiple pressures like the casualization of work and the removal of some basic freedoms to move mm. about, to connect with other young people. Absolutely. must be incredibly uh, impactful on young people and their mental health. And so this, this sense of agency and, and finding ways to give back control, to provide uh, some autonomy uh, wherever possible, some self-determination, must be more important than ever from a leadership perspective. Mm, I think that young people will prove themselves to be, like this generation of young people will prove themselves to be a really extraordinary generation. And we've seen that in the way that they are, despite all the difficulties, connecting in new ways, collaborating, adapting to the new learning environment they've been presented with. They're a highly adaptive, creative, resilient generation. And I think if Australia is going to thrive and come out of this, you know, with the vision we all have for a more sustainable planet, for, you know, a fairer society, I think um, it'll be young people who are standing up and leading the charge and reinventing the ways in which we're living and, and working. And so, I think the more that we can do now to imagine how we can back young people to support them through this time, to really guarantee them a sense of confidence about their own futures, not take away things they took for granted, for example, access to higher education, you know, asking young people, for example, to tap into their own super, which provides, which is designed to provide them with a sense of confidence about the future of their lives. I think we really need to be doubling down on strategies that, uh, that actually um, empower young people and give them that sense of confidence about their own future because that confidence is what drives well-being and it's, it's likewise um, what drives productive organisations. Wow, what a great message here, Nick. And, and uh, in terms of the, the, the outlook for young people in Australia, 
we get all of these things right, what could this possibly look like in the future? What, what would we be able to leave some leaders with in terms of messages of optimism about what's possible? What we're about is really helping to transform the role of young people in Australia from being disempowered to being drivers of transformational change. And I think that um, that's going to mean backing young people. It's going to be organisations creating space and backing young people to take leadership roles. And it'll be young people themselves mobilising their peers and coming up with ideas and solutions and leading movements for change that will, I think, transform the country. I think if we were to listen to young people, they have remarkable things to say and they're fairly united also in their views. I mean, there's not a partisan divide amongst young people on the big issues facing the future of the country. They actually have very similar um, views, even when it comes to young people who vote for different parties. Their views on issues, for example, are very aligned. There is um, a generational perspective here that is positive, that is proactive, and that I think um, has the potential to take Australia in a really brilliant direction. So yeah, that's what we're all about. We're about backing that direction, backing the young people that will be transforming the future. And undoubtedly along the way, um, supporting them in terms of the pursuit of their own growth and their own health, including mental health outcomes and to enable people to make a meaningful contribution and, and achieve their full potential. And that sounds like it's a, uh, it's a great message uh, for Australia, for young people. Um, so I want to thank you so much. This has been a very inspiring and, and energising conversation today, Nick. Thank you, Mark. It's been really great. That was Nick Moratis, the CEO of the Foundation for Young Australians, sharing some wonderful insights on the future of work in the not-for-profit sector really focusing on concepts of purpose, connection, building a generation of new leaders and empowering movements of change. If you'd like to learn more about how the Foundation for Young Australians is supporting the leaders of tomorrow, please head to their website for information on their programs, grant schemes and much more. We'll post some links in the show notes. Leading Through Change is a production of the Victorian Workplace Mental Wellbeing Collaboration, including WorkSafe, Superfriend and VicHealth, who are committed to promoting leadership of positive workplace cultures. Please join me on the next episode of Leading Through Change, when I'll sit down for a chat with Professor Colleen Haywood, Senior Noongar Woman and Pro Vice-Chancellor of Equity and Indigenous at Edith Cowan University in WA. It promises to be an enlightening and engaging conversation. I'm Mark Dean. Bye for now.